What's up, y'all? It's Kavya. Welcome to the seventh episode of Women on the Mic. Um, today, I'm here with an extremely special guest, um, three-time All-American Jenna Gray. Thank you so much for being here with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so you've had such an amazing volleyball career here at Stanford. Three national championships, two back-to-back, uh, three-time first-team All-American, and you recently won the Honda Sport Award for volleyball. I mean, that's just a mouthful. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> tell me about your four years here. Like, how's that been? I don't know. We keep saying that. It's all been kind of a dream. I, <laughs> like, people think I'm kidding when I say I didn't yeah. think I could ever even come to Stanford. Really? Um, when they first reached out to me, I was like, oh, like, yeah. they're just being nice. Because um, Adriana, my teammate, went to my high school. Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, Oh, they're just, like, asking me on the visit, too, just to be nice, since, like, Fitz is my teammate, Um, and then, yeah, after, like, a visit or two, they were like, okay, if you can get in, do you want to come? And I was like, oh, you actually want me? Um, And then, coming here, too, I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to play, I'm just going to work hard, like, maybe get really good at serving and, like, defense so I can find, like, kind of scrap minutes on the court. Um, So, yeah, I feel like it all has just been a dream come true, and it's hard, and it's weird looking back at all of our accomplishments just because, I don't know, you see people that, like, love Catherine Plummer and Morgan Hintz, yeah. but to me, like, they're all just my best yeah, friends, so like, yeah. it's it's been really, really fun. I mean, that class, like, Catherine Plummer, Morgan Hintz, like, Adriana Fitzmorris, you guys have such a special class, too, because, I mean, they're, like, part of this, like, three-time national championship winning team, so, like, was it always such a tight-knit group at first? Yeah, we were, they always, we got made fun of a lot by the upperclassmen, because I think in the fall, at least Morgan um, and Plum and I, we took this same exact, like, schedule. Really? We were in the same classes, like, we were together 24-7, and they kept telling us that we needed to branch out and, like, make more friends, Um, which, like, probably was true, but, yes, like, from day one, I think we kind of realized that there was something special there, like, every time, and there was just a lot of us. Um, like freshman year practice, they would tell us to split up just onto two sides. And we found out like, I don't know, we were freshmen, so we always stuck together. Yeah. Um, and so it'd be like kind of freshmen against the world. Um, and we were like kind of hanging up there with like the upperclassmen. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I think from a start, we realized that we're really close knit, like we could do something special, but I yeah. don't think we were <laughs> expecting. Yeah. And then you won the national championship that first year. <laughs> yeah. Like what was going through your mind then? You're like. That first season, even looking back at it now and truly understanding how hard it is to win a national championship it's just we kind of giggle about it still because we were pretty young pretty naive like Like ignorance is bliss yeah Yeah. very very young like we go back and watch videos of us and we're like oh my god we little baby cheeks but (laughs) um I think (laughs) that's the beauty of freshman year every match we just went and we're like oh yay we're playing like we don't really know what's gonna happen we have no expectations um so that was fun I like even thinking about the Wisconsin match to make the final four we were playing really good really really good players like a senior loaded class and I think it worked to our advantage because we weren't we didn't really know to be super intimidated um so yeah that freshman year was a really really fun unexpected win um I mean you've been to four straight final fours and I've seen that picture of you when you're like younger I don't know, is that with your, like, mom? Uh, yeah, it's my sister. Oh, it's your yeah. sister? Yeah, and you're at the Final Four. I'm Like, what's that experience, like, being at the Final Four? I just, like, I remember I went to a lot with my mom. We would road trip it, and, like, one year at Nationals, 
it was by that like bounce thing. Like I put in my mom's email for free tickets. And yeah. so I won free tickets to the final four in Louisville. I went to Kansas city. I went to Omaha. I went a lot. Um, we'd go to like the regional finals also. And I remember like even, I guess I was like 10, 10 years old yeah. at some of them. But like every time the confetti like came yeah. down after a team one, like I still remember getting goosebumps when I was a little kid. Um, and like telling my mom, I was like, do that and now you're like um, doing like snow angels and so like yeah <laughs> so and like never expected to even be able to do it once let alone yeah three times is, that's amazing it's pretty ridiculous <laughs> and like i know you guys get the little nike swag bags at the final <laughs> four <laughs> like what's what's the coolest thing you've gotten um uh we get some really really good jackets like we yeah. got a crew neck it's kind of a vintage nike crew neck and i think i wore that all break yeah that's um, sick. You get, like, so much gear. Freshman year, it was, like, we had heard about the Nike swag bags, yeah. and I was such an idiot freshman year. I remember it was, like, in the fifth set, like, 14 to, like, 11 or something, and I realized, like, in the middle of a game, I was, like, oh, my God, we're going to get Nike swag bags. <laughs> I was, like, yeah, I'm, like, on the court, and I'm, like, oh, my God, like, that's exactly yeah. how just, like, out freshman of it year. we were freshman year, yeah, where, yeah. like, we just didn't fully get it, but... Those are always a bright spot for us. I, know. I love, love watching, them. like, all the videos them. of the unpacking of them. It's, like, we've learned the art now of, like, folding it, laying it out on yeah, the yeah. bed. Like, little, little, little haul. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, besides volleyball, you're an All-American in Javelin. That's amazing. So, uh, what are you looking forward to this season? I'm looking forward to, I guess, in the past years. Freshman year, I joined, like, a week before season started. And I practiced, like, one or two hours a week. And then we kind of upped it to two days a week and yeah. like we've been cr- progressively increasing how much I practice and now that I'm done with I guess my like required stuff for volleyball like at Stanford mm-hmm. I can now focus a little bit more on track which yeah. would be cool and like getting to do more specific stuff instead of just throwing so like doing lifts Pilates and all yeah. of that um with the team but also uh like I'm still gonna keep my hand on the volleyball so trying yeah. to find the balance now of like less volleyball more track yeah um but I'm really excited and so I heard you're like looking to go to the Olympics is that (laughs) is that true yeah so I'll be hopefully I I've hit the mark a lot to automatically qualify for the trials that's awesome um so that's that's in late June is that like where is that that'll be in Oregon okay um in their like new facility yeah yeah and so, yeah, we're going to see, I think, I guess I have, like, six months to figure my stuff out That's and awesome, try to though. improve, but I guess my thought was, I it's just always been a dream to go to the Olympics, yeah. and I <laughs> did not expect it to be anything, like, not volleyball, but um, the Olympics are the Olympics, and if I can yeah, look at any sport, then might as well try my exactly. hardest. Exactly. So now I kind of want to transition from, like, Stanford to more of the mental aspect that I was talking to you about. So, I mean... Being an athlete myself, and I'm sure you can agree that, like, sports is way more than, like, what you do on the court, or it's kind of, like, the experiences you have, things you learn, your um, interactions with coaches and teammates. So, what's your take on this? Like, how has sports impacted you? I feel like it has impacted me in just so, so many ways. Yeah. Um, I think it's made me just so much more confident, also, in speaking up, especially coming to Stanford. Like, it's intimidating, because everyone is so smart here and going to sections and also I think just like being a female in general like I had a hard time my freshman year especially freshman fall like talking and participating Mm -hmm. um in my sections and I think that being empowered by sports and like 
seeing that also like regular students think we're cool too and like I don't know that was really intimidating for me that I was scared that they were gonna think that I was like oh just an athlete um but it's definitely helped me find my voice and then I think also it's helped me stop underestimating myself um Mm -hmm. I feel like guys we always talk about it they're like oh I'm so great like my team's gonna be so awesome this year and then you ask any like women's sports team here you're like oh how is the season looking and they're like oh I don't know like it's yeah hopefully totally. but like we have a lot yeah, of work yeah. to do um so I think just owning how good you are mm-hmm. and taking more risks is especially a track too like I literally my sophomore year I I like went to my coach was crying like tried to quit because I was like I just don't think I can handle this with my mm-hmm. workload like yeah all of this and luckily I've had coaches um that have been there and helped me and like my mom too they're like no like just keep trying it like it's okay to fail yeah um so yeah I think taking more risks and believing in myself yeah I mean like sports is like such a perfect analogy for the things you face in life like every day like pressure situations like taking risks as you said being confident um I know like when I see you play you play with you look like really confident (laughs) so like what do you do to play with that confidence like what's going through your mind I think that confidence also just comes a lot from preparation and Mm -hmm. especially in college like we scout so much and all that but I I've also found that confidence comes from being able to I don't know when I think of nerves like at first I was like oh god be nervous that's such a bummer like it sucks but if you think of nerves as like a privilege like how many times in your life are you really gonna have butterflies in your stomach and I I think that's something cool and like having adrenaline is awesome and you can use it to your advantage so I like I get nervous and there are times where I'm like oh shoot but taking a deep breath and just being like you trust your training like Mm -hmm. you've like volleyball and everything it's like riding a bike like you've put in the work so why not just like go in the game and then play so definitely preparation is probably the biggest thing for my confidence do you remember like a specific moment where you like did not feel confident at all like whether that be in Stanford or like high school club yeah I would say my freshman year, we ran a 6-2, mm-hmm. and I wasn't the starting setter in the 6-2, so that was just also a very different experience, because I think everyone that comes and plays at Stanford, like, you were the best person on your team, and yeah. you always played, so it was hard figuring out. I'd never run a 6-2 before, so it was just, like, new being on the bench, and then also competing, like, not only in practice for my spot, but mm-hmm. kind of in matches, like, they want to see who yeah. can do better in matches, and there was a point in the season where like I felt like I was doing really well but just wasn't I don't know it wasn't paying off so I think I felt really bummed and I was sad about it and I it helped though because like I went in and talked with my coaches and it was really scary but I finally got fed up of feeling like I wasn't doing super well so I talked with them they told me what I could work on um and then yeah so it was a bar for probably like the first third of the season like I was stressed out didn't feel super confident in my sets and then we finally switched to like a 5-1 um but yeah I would say freshman it was also hard because I felt like I was the worst player on the court and so like going into match you always hear the phrase like you're only as good as the worst player on your team so like every match I was like okay just don't be the worst don't be the worst and then finally like I had mentioned that to Inky who was the fifth year my freshman year and she was like are you kidding me she was like you're awesome like she gave me this big pep talk and I was like oh my god like Inky Ajonica thinks I'm good I was like I can do it um so yeah definitely also helped from like my coaches and older teammates was very very helpful in getting me out of that um like you're talking about Inky's leadership and um I know now you have a leadership position like the last two years on this team 
So, you know, what are, what are some things that you've taken from your upperclassmen when you were younger that you want to try to pass on to the, like, younger players? Yeah, I think just remembering that what I see and what I feel about my teammates and being like, oh, they're awesome. Like, they know they're awesome, right? Yeah. And sometimes they don't. So, like, kind of encouraging the younger kids and realizing, because I remember my freshman year, I was like, wait, Inky thinks I'm good? And it took me, like, half a season yeah. to, like, find that out and, like thinking of the confidence that it gave me too. So especially with like the younger players around the court, I know we had, uh, we only had a couple freshmen playing like throughout the season and Mm -hmm. stuff, but trying to set them up also for the future and like letting them know that like they can hold a leadership position, that they're awesome, that they belong to be here. Yeah, that's that's amazing because um, it's super important because Stanford has this tradition of excellence and winning. So to be able to like pass that, the work ethic mm-hmm. and um, ideas onto the younger class is super important. Um, so I was talking about um, javelin and volleyball, and I was wondering, you know, javelin is more of a solo sport. and volleyball, you have five other people there. Yeah. So what's the, like, biggest difference or challenge that you've had to overcome, like, mentally in both of them? I think the biggest thing that... <laughs> yeah, they're very, very different. Yeah. Um, it's been... Track was a lot harder because it's hard to either have a terrible day and your other teammates might have a great day. So it's hard trying to find that balance. And, Mm -hmm. like, it is completely separate. Like, on a volleyball team, you can have a really bad day, but your teammates can help you out of it. Yeah. And you still win. So, like, it's okay because that's your goal. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, figuring out how to rely on my teammates in a different way with track has been interesting. And I was lucky enough to – she just graduated, but Mackenzie Little, she won – yeah, yeah, she went back to back years, yeah. yeah. Um, and just figuring out then that it's okay, even though we're not technically a team sport, like she still is my teammate. Mm-hmm. And even though she was my competitor, like she still taught me yeah. so, so much. Um, but with that being said, volleyball, I think will always have my heart just because I think it's the epitome of a team sport. Like you can't yeah. do anything without the yeah, people that touch the ball yeah. before or after you. Um, so that's what I really appreciate about it and just how close you get with everyone. Yeah, I remember, like, I I first started, I first played tennis and then yeah. I did swimming. And they're both, like, solo sports. And I just absolutely hated it. <laughs> I just, I just, it was so, first it was boring. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like, I love my teammates, you know. I think, like, volleyball has given me some of my best friends. I'm sure you can agree, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so boring. And then also, like, like, there was no one to cheer me up, and, like, I had to, like, it all had to come from within myself, and I don't know, that was really hard for me. So, like, starting to play volleyball and having the teammates to encourage me really helped me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I trained by myself also, like, with track my freshman and sophomore year, yeah. and I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this is so sad compared to volleyball practice, because, like, yes, it's practice, but it's also very social. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, I know that I've, um felt that a lot of people might be, like, taller, faster than me, bigger than me. Um, so, you know, when I'm playing up against them, I'm, I doubt myself a lot. Um, so, like, what is some advice that you can give for someone who is doubting themselves or comparing themselves to someone who might, like, be more, like, athletic, I guess? Yeah. I, I guess, like, for me, this, I, a lot of people don't expect it because I am pretty tall and big now. But when I was in high school, like, I went into freshman year, like, 5'7", five, 5'8". Like a lot, and I was oh, wow. skinny. Like I was tiny, so and then you I grew finally, a lot. Yeah, I grew a lot. Like the end of sophomore year, um, but I don't know. My sister and I always used to say it because she played too, and she was pretty small. 
it's like it's not the size of the dog in the fight it's the size of the fight in the dog mm-hmm. um and even if you're small like you can still f- it might be a little different route but like you can be unconventional and figure out a way to find um a spot on the court um and I know like we see it with like Megan on my team she's pretty undersized compared yeah. to everyone else but yeah. the way she found the court was just like she has incredible ball yeah. control and she's a good all-around yeah. player so I think for people that feel like they're a little bit smaller not as physical just honing in those skills then that like it's I don't know you have good ball control and you can do anything and find a spot on the court mm-hmm. totally agree and I know there's this quote that's like hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard something like that and I always think about that a lot because like I'm not the biggest person yeah. around but you know there's the things that are in my control like working hard being a good teammate being coachable that's like something that yeah. I try to you know emulate absolutely um the setter like the setter position that you play it's it's like a lot of the times people make an analogy to a quarterback um and which is like the leader of the court you're calling out the plays you're doing this stuff (laughs) um so have you always been like kind of a leader natural leader um I think in my own way I have it's been kind of hard for me to and I've had a lot of talks with Kevin about it too because I know sophomore year he finally like talked to me he's like I think you're the one that people are looking to and I was like no no I'm not um and my view on leadership has changed a lot because I always thought it was just like you know whoever talks the loudest and talks the most and like tells people what to do um and I don't think that's necessarily the way that I lead or how I now view leadership I think the way that I go about is like having relationships with everyone I know being a setter is a little bit easier because like I work with the passers and I work with the hitters but um I think the biggest thing for leadership is knowing your teammates and understanding what they need and I think at Stanford my teammates just needed kind of like a calming presence because I think we all are type A people and we want to be perfect and that's really hard um so finding my type of leadership and then also just finding the confidence because I remember Kevin telling me that and I was like no I was like people don't listen to me like I don't think they do he's like no they do so also getting a little bit of a push um from my coaches was very helpful but even after he told me that like my sophomore year I think that was also part of the reason why we didn't win in the semis or like win the whole thing was that we didn't have kind of a clear leadership role set up and I didn't feel confident enough in myself to to step up so Definitely had to realize that for junior and senior, which luckily it paid off. Um, But yeah, I also had a lot of help. I think we were a good balance between me and the other seniors. Yeah. um... I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Oh, yeah. Uh, One of my teammates, she's she's the captain of our high school team, but um, she's not a very vocal leader. She's not very loud. Um, But she does lead by her actions and the way she plays, and I think that's like another... Uh, way that people like can be good leaders it's not always the loudest person on the mm-hmm. core loudest person in the classroom but it's the way they carry themselves yeah. and the examples that they set um so now I'm going to give like two scenarios and you can tell me like what should be going through your mind or what goes through your mind when okay. you're in those so you're in the front row you're running a 5-1 and you're blocking this huge all-american outside okay what's what's going through your mind Oh, that makes me think of like the <laughs> makes me think of the finals against Nebraska, like Michaela Fecky. Um, yeah, I think especially when I'm matched up against really good outsides, it's not even necessarily like, 
oh, I'm going to roof them, but it's just I want to get a good lineup and get a good touch Mm -hmm. on the block so that my defense, it can be easier for them. Um, So I think it's more about being solid rather than being perfect. And if I get the block, I get the block. But, yeah, I think it's about getting a good touch and just setting it up for later. Um, There's been a lot of moments where (laughs) I've been against really good outside, and sometimes I'm like, Oh crap! All right, I gotta, I gotta yeah. get going. Um, yeah, and it's the best feeling when you just like boom. It feels them. great. No, oh my god, so nothing good. feels better. Than yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm in a game. I've shanked my past like for the fifth time. I've made a few hitting errors. Like, what should be going through my mind? Um, we talk a lot about. We started this my freshman year. Like, deep breath, and then you just go next point because mm. on like what just happened literally will not affect the yeah. next point, and that's the beauty of volleyball. Um, so trying to, and I know that's easier said than done, like trying to shake off airs before that. Um, but we also then focus on with our passers too. If you shank a ball, you don't need to be perfect on the next one. Like we can run our offense from the 10 foot line from the middle Mm -hmm. of the court. So just focusing on getting a nice high playable ball. Yeah. And, um, that's the beauty of volleyball. You have your teammates to support you and, um, pick you up and just make every point better. Yeah. 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 Um, do you ever like feel like you're in the zone when you're like playing? Yes. Yeah. And like, what does that feel like? How do you get into that? Yeah. I've, is, what, isn't there a book about the zone and everything? Or like, I read something about it. There might be. Yeah. I, don't know. I think the zone is just, you're not even really, you don't have to think. And yeah. it's just kind of happening. Your body yeah. is reacting. I think in the zone and like a lot of people will ask you, they're like, oh, what was going through your mind when you did this or this? And you're just like, yeah, I don't really know. Like I just did it. Um, so that would be how I explain the zone and I think it's a beautiful thing and that's the goal is at the end of the season to be in the zone and I think the years that we have had success we all were kind of feeling it we were in the zone and it's more just doing instead of thinking because if you're thinking in a match then I don't know volleyball is a very yeah. reactionary sport you sure. don't have time to think and yeah. if you're thinking then yeah. it's probably not going very well yeah um so this podcast is called women on the mic and I kind of talk about women's sports because I think like women are so badass <laughs> and I think people need to like talk more about women's sports um, because of all it does for women and um, what do you think like we can do as fans and players to you know get re- more recognition for women's sports oh that is a great question I think I think there's been steps made um, but I think that we also need people more willing to take risks for women's sports like I think about I know this is just a big thing like it's ESPN but our last year our finals got bumped like it's a historic volleyball match like oh, it did? us versus um Nebraska yeah and it got bumped down to like ESPN 2 ESPN U for a pretty small like bowl game um and I think that I think that's where it kind of starts is like yeah I understand that they might get more viewers but also if someone were just happened to be flipping through the channels I, I like I hear so much from people oh I didn't really watch volleyball um but now that I have like it's so much fun and I think it's yeah. such an easy sport for people to watch it's and so it's ex- fun it's exciting like each rally is new yeah. and it's fun and like yeah. there's probably 50 points per set like that yeah. you can um, so dynamic it's like every yeah. point is new yeah. yeah so I think people don't I don't know yeah I wish we could increase the visibility starting with that yeah um and I know that like ESPNW and they're working to get more clips or stuff out like that. Yeah. But 
I yeah. saw your tweet, which is like reposted. Oh, that was that was awesome. People frustrate me so much sometimes too. It's it's every yeah. sport is like that. Like obviously, if you're good at your sport, you're gonna make it look easy. Yeah. So just because we're women doesn't mean that volleyball is easy, and yeah. it doesn't mean that what we're doing is incredible. Isn't yeah. incredible. So yeah, I was getting frustrated because I was excited that like sports center it popped up on my timeline yeah. from them and i was like that is so that's cool. freaking awesome i was like finally like yeah. it, we've had a breakthrough and then i like see the comments and it's like why is this on here that's not impressive like the classic shouldn't you be in the kitchen and yeah. i'm like oh i want to strangle you because yeah. no one has and i'm like the video doesn't even do it justice how hard she hit it yeah um so yeah i, I wish back with <laughs> i <that> wish tweet. <laughs> <laughs> i wish we could do like a little um, try to dig Catherine Plummer <laughs> video thing. Yeah. Trying to dig her because I'm like, I've been playing for 10 plus years and still at practice, like going to block her, going to dig her. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> too. yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I was proud that like sports center retweeted it. Like ESPNW is awesome and they have a huge platform, but continuing to get volleyball out there. Cause I think people finally realize it. Like yeah. this is really enjoyable to watch. Do you know, um, Sabrina Ionescu, she's on the Oregon women's basketball yes. team. She's like amazing. Has yes. the most triple doubles in college basketball history and um people were like commenting you know get in the kitchen and all that like stuff it's so annoying and so um she like reposted or she posted on instagram she's like um like i'm not in the kitchen or like something like that but i'm serving triple doubles lately or something <laughs> it was it was awesome but she's just amazing and they're making jerseys for her now and i try to buy one but they're all sold out that's incredible so like it's awesome that is so awesome i know I, she pops up on my timeline sometimes she's and I'm insane like, Thank you, because I also appreciate, too, that, like, uh, you know what, if you're gorgeous, that's awesome, but I think right now, like, visibility for women's sports have mostly been just really pretty athletes, Yeah. and that's still what it kind of is, especially with track, like, it's hard to make a living doing track, and the only way is really, like, getting sponsorships, and mm, yeah. we see it also with volleyball, like, the best players sometimes aren't getting these sponsorships, like, the really pretty girls are, yeah. and I think... I'm appreciating, like, hearing about her getting her jerseys made. I think that's really cool, and that's a good step to actually give you more credit to, like, the top players in each sport rather than the girls that are just, like, Instagram models and really pretty. And that's awesome that they're pretty, and I'm glad they're still, like, making money, but taking a step then to, like, not assume that, like, beauty and skill, like, means skill. Yeah. Have you, um, like, growing up, did you ever, like, feel you couldn't or it was going to be hard to be successful in sports because you, there was, like, a lack of, um, like, female athletes that were being showcased, or? Um, yeah, I think I never really imagined that I could continue playing volleyball, and even now, like, it has kind of surprised me, and I'm, it's been a good surprise that I can continue my volleyball career for a while and mm-hmm. actually make money, yeah. um, because for a long time, I was like, you know what, I'm just doing this for um, college education, which is awesome. But then after that, like volleyball just can't really provide or do much. I mean, yeah, I just didn't know a whole lot about it. And I think it's been cool also that like the women's U S national team has done a lot in yeah. terms of, um, equal pay for female athletes. So I grew up watching also a lot of soccer. So as I got older, I think it's been really nice and seeing them mm-hmm. as, yeah. um, they're, they're awesome. But there wasn't a lot of talk before them. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I remember watching in grade school. I just had no clue. So I've really appreciated the role that they've played. And also just the visibility for women's sports, but then equal pay and so many other topics. I mean, right now there's so many amazing female athletes. Like, just, like, here there's the Stanford (laughs) volleyball team. Basketball team is amazing. 
Um, and then you have all these WNBA teams, the U.S. soccer team. And so I think a lot of girls have such amazing athletes to look up to now. Yeah. Um, did you have, like, a female athlete idol when you were growing up? Yeah, I loved Mia Hamm. Yeah. And then I played softball a bunch. So I watched – she was a pitcher for the national team, Jenny Finch. And then for volleyball um, – it is a little sad. Like, there's not much visibility for, I guess, the indoor um, yeah. national team. But I watched a lot of then beach volleyball. So I was watched a lot of Misty May and Carrie Walsh. And yeah. I was actually a big Misty May girl. Really? Um, yeah. Because yeah. she was small and she was scrappy. And I was yeah. small and I was like, oh, yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is like a Miss Universe question. I saw it <laughs> and it went viral. But what do you think is the most important thing we should be teaching young women today? Oh, um, this is for Miss Universe. <laughs> okay, so in one of my classes, they just talked about not only telling girls, I don't know, just the phrasing that we even use with little girls about what they can and can't do. And I think it's cool and it's awesome that teachers are like, everyone's like, oh, you can be just as good at math as boys and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But using that, like phrasing it in that way actually still makes and young kids pick up on it too that like boys are the standard and we can be just as good so like still insinuating that um girls aren't as good as as boys so I think not only fighting for like equality and showing girls that they can do whatever but being really conscious in terms of our our phrasing um and I think that starts from such a young age you think about yeah um I I really had never heard about like gender being a social construct until I came to Stanford and you think then about it and you're like it really is there's so many small things that you learn when you're younger that just are instilled in you so yeah that would be my biggest thing in terms of teaching little girls about what they can and can't do it starts with even if you have good intentions it doesn't necessarily mean that yeah it's gonna come and like as you said it's kind of like unconscious the way we speak to little girls um things we give them how we act around them and so I think that um it's just important to be a little more conscious Mm -hmm. on how we um, interact and what we're raising these young women to be. And lastly, um, I know you've added to the tradition of excellence and winning at Stanford, um, but what else, like what legacy do you want to leave behind here? Um, I think the biggest legacy I want to leave behind is it's Stanford and youth and everyone that comes here is here for a reason. They're perfectionists and you don't want to make mistakes, but I hope that in our gym and even with track, um, I've been able to show that it's okay to make mistakes and that's how you grow is by like honestly looking pretty dumb sometimes yeah. and I said it after the national championship Megan there was a ball I was like I, I probably would have just missed the ball together trying to take a swing on it and it was a really aggressive swing and she hit it in the middle of a net but I was like that was probably my favorite point of the match because it takes a lot of guts to do it that does, in yeah. the national finals so yeah I think you being able to make mistakes and learn from them and try new things because you, you're just not going to get better if you keep playing it safe. And yeah. I think that's what the best athletes do is taking risks and trying to get better and add to their toolboxes. And especially with track, like I feel like a baby deer on ice when I come back after like taking six months yeah. off. And I hope that I've at least brought a level of fun and relaxation to some yeah. of the other track athletes because they also are very type A and you yeah. have to be type A for track. Um, so yeah, bringing fun because... I don't think you should be doing sports and if it's not fun. Like I Yeah. I, I love Stanford and they say that college sports is a job and I'm 
plan on going overseas for volleyball and but I won't continue doing it if it isn't fun and if I don't yeah, love it. True. Thank you so much for your time. It was yeah. awesome talking with you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you.